Welcome to Zichu Davsi Manim Rabbi Avram Goldar and today Maseches Megillah Daf Chavches, the fourth parak b'nei eight year. The Zichu Maseches Megillah program has been generously sponsored by the Queen's Zichu Chabura. So the three Daps are going to focus on number one. The majority of Ahmed Af continues with the various Rabbanim explaining to their Talmudim the reasons for their longevity. Rabbi Zera told his Talmudim, In all my days, I never showed anger in my house, and I never walked in front of someone greater than me, nor did I think of learning while walking in dirty alleyways, nor did I ever walk to Al-Adamas without learning and wearing tefillin, nor did I sleep in the base of Midrash, not a full sleep or a nap, nor did I rejoice in the stumbling of my friend, nor did I call my friend by his nickname. Some say that Rabbi Zera said that he didn't call his friend by his surname if it had a negative connotation. Pointing to Rav Akhbarit, Rav asked Rav Ashi, what should a person do if he needs to call someone out of shul, being that one's not permitted to enter shul except to learn Torah and Daven? Ravashi answered, If he, referring to the caller as a young Torah scholar, he should enter and recite halacha. If he's a Talmud of Mishnah, meaning one who commits Mishnah and Bryce's to memory, he should recite a Mishnah. If he's a Talmud of Tanakh, he should recite a Pasuk. If he's none of these, he should tell a child that's in the shul, recite your Pasuk for me or else, he should delay for a while in the shul and then get up and leave. And point number three was taught in Mishnah Prakiyabos. One who uses the crown of Torah will pass from this world. This refers to one who uses a person who learns halachos, the crown of the Torah. Ula said, a person should rather use one who has learned four Siddharm of Mishnah and not use one who has taught four Siddharm. The Gemara continues bringing an incident when a certain man came and carried Rish Lakish across a pool of water. When Rish Lakish asked the man if he had learned four Siddharm Mishnah and the man responded that he had, Rish Lakish told him that he should toss Rish Lakish into the water. The man replied, It's a pleasure of me to serve the master. Rish Lakish said that since he persists, he should learn something from Rish Lakish and Rish Lakish taught him halacha. The Marsha explains that Rish Lakish's intent was to make this man a Talmud, in which case it's appropriate for a Rebbe to let a Talmud serve him. The Gemara concludes, Tanan de Ve'eliyahu is taught in the Academy of Ve'eliyahu, Ko Shoda Halachas Muftachlo, Shu Ben Olam Haba. Whoever learns Halachos is assured that he's destined for Olam Haba. As it says in the Pasuk, Halichos Olam Lo. The ways of the world are his. Altikra Halichos El Halachos. Do not read Halichos, ways, but Halachos. So once again, the three points are number one. The majority of Amadov continues with various Rabban explaining to their Talmudim the reasons for their longevity. Rabbi Zer told his Talmudim, In all my days, I never showed anger in my house. Well, I never walked in front of someone greater than me, nor did I think in learning while walking in dirty alleyways, nor did I ever walk down almost without running toward and wearing tefillin, nor did I sleep in the base of Middash, not a full sleep or a nap. Well, nor did I rejoice in the stumbling of my friend, nor did I call my friend by his nickname. Some say Rabbi Zerah said they didn't call his friend by his surname if it had a negative connotation. Pointing to Ravach, Braid Rava asked Ravashi, what should a person do if he needs to call someone out of shul, being that one is not permitted to enter shul except to learn Torah and Daven? Ravashi answered, If he, referring to the caller as a young Torah scholar, he should enter and recite halacha, if he's a Talmud of Mishnah, meaning one who commits Mishnah and Bryce's to memory, he should recite a Mishnah. And if he's a Talmud of Tanakh, he should recite a Pasuk. If he's none of these, he should tell a child that's in the shul, recite your Pasuk for me, or else, he should delay for a while in the shul, and then get up to leave. And point number three was taught in the Mishnah in Berkei Abus, one who uses the crown of Torah will pass from this world. Rejlakish taught a Bryce. 
This refers to one who uses a person who learns halachos, the crown of the Torah. Ula said, a person should rather use one who has learned for Siddharm and Mishnah and not use one who was taught for Siddharm. The Gemara continues, bringing an incident when a certain man came and carried Rishwakish across a pool of water. When Rishwakish asked the man if he had learned for Siddharm and Mishnah and the man responded that he had, Rishwakish told him that he should toss Rishwakish into the water. The man replied, It's a pleasure for me to serve the master. Rishwakish said that since he persists, he should learn something from Rishwakish, and Rishwakish taught him a halakha. The Marsha explains that Rishwakish's intent was to make the man a Talmud, in which case it's appropriate for a Rebbe to let a Talmud serve him. The Gemara concludes, Tana de Eliyahu, it was taught in the Academy of Eliyahu, Whoever learns halakhos is assured that he's destined for Om Haba. As it says in the Pasuk, halichos olam lo, the ways of the world are his. Altikri halichos el halakhos. Do not read halichos, ways, but halakhos. Alright, so now we go to our simber daf chavches, and our standard simon is a strong man. Koach, a strong man. So here goes. The strong man wearing his don't be mad, be a calm dad shirt, who went into the shul to call it his teenage son, who dented his car, sat down first and learned two halachos. Once again, it's slow motion. The strong man, strong man, that must mean we're on duff, chavches. The strong man wearing his don't be mad, be a calm dad shirt, which reminds us, Rabbi Zera shared with his Talmudim all the reasons why he was Zoha to live a long life, one of them being that he never showed anger in his house. So, the strong man wearing his don't be mad, be a calm dad shirt, who went into the shul to call out his teenage son, who dented his car, which reminds the more discussed what a person should do if he needs to call someone out of shul, being that one's not permitted to enter a shul except to learn Torah and Devon, the person should sit down and learn. So, the strong man wearing his don't be mad, be a calm dad shirt, who went into the shul to call out his teenage son, who dented his car, sat down first and learned to halachas. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Tana de Beliyahu, that Koshon halachas muvdachlo, shuhu ben olam haba. Whoever learns halachas is assured that he's destined for olam haba. As it says in the Pasuk, halichos olam lo, the ways of the world are his. Atikri halichos el halachos. Don't read halichos ways, but halachos. So once again, the strong man wearing his don't be mad, be a calm dad shirt, who went to the shul to call it his teenage son, who dented his car, sat down first and learned to halachos. Alright, now it's time for four blot back Chazara. Daf Chavtalad. So the symbol Daf Chavtalad is a pitcher. So here goes. The shul that had a cupboard full of pitchers. Pitchers? That must be learned Daf Chavdalad. The shul that had a cupboard full of pitchers engraved with Achron Achron Chaviv to give us gifts to honor the members willing to do Maftir. Which reminds us we have a Malchukas as to why the one who's accustomed to doing Maftir gets so many honors in that he's Poros al Shema. He repeats the Shema Esrei. And if he's a Kohen, he's known as Kapav. A papa said, Mishim Kavod is because of honor. Rush explains that since he diminished himself and read Maftir, which is not a Kavod, we give him rules that do afford him honor. Rabbi Rashimi said, Mishim Da'asi Lansuye, because he might otherwise come to Malchokas with the Baltfil, meaning that since the Baltfil received payment for his services, the Maftir might become resentful that he's not paid too. So the shul that had a cupboard full of pictures engraved with Achron Achron Chaviv to give us gifts to honor the members wanting to do Maftir had a blind shield at Sibor recite the bracha of Yotzeh HaMa'oros, which reminds us, we have Malchokas, whether a summa, a blind person, can be poor as Shema, since he recites the bracha of Yotzeh HaMa'oros. Rehuda says he does not, since he does not get Hanah from the light. The Chavim say he does, since he benefits from the fact that a person with sight can lead him. 
So the shul that had a cupboard full of pictures engraved with Achrun Achrun Chaviv to give as gifts to honor the members willing to do maftir had a blind shulich Sibor who recited the bracha of Yotze Amoros and didn't realize he accidentally put on a round pair of tefillin. Which reminds us, the Mishnah states, Oset filaso agula, sakana ve'imba mitzvah. One who makes his head fillin around is in danger because if he bumps into a low doorway, he can puncture a skull and there's no mitzvah performed when he wears it. Dav Chavhei, so the Simon Dav Chavhei is a silver anniversary. So here goes. When the husband gave his wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on this silver anniversary, silver anniversary, that must mean we're on Dav Chavhei. When the husband gave his wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on their silver anniversary and said, Hashem should have mercy on her too, which reminds us that two reasons are given as to why we silence someone who says, One reason is because he's matokina, but my sabreshis, he's provoking jealousy in the works of creation since he's suggesting that Kosh Baruch has mercy on the birds but not on other animals. Or we silence him if they show osimi dosim shakosh baruchu rachamim because he makes the mitzvahs of a kosh baruchu and tax of rachamim ve'enon el gezeras when in fact there are only gezeras. So when the husband gave his wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on their silver anniversary and said Hashem should have mercy on her too, she grew irate and said all she wants from him is a little year shemayim, which reminds us Rabbi Chinina said a kobidei shemayim chutz mir shemayim. Everything is in the hands of heaven except for the fear of heaven, as the pasuk states. And now Yisrael, what does the Shem your God ask of you? But to fear Shem your God. The Gemara asks, Is the Torah implying that the fear of heaven is a small matter? The Gemara answers, Yes, regarding Moshe, our teacher, it's a small matter. And then brings a mushal to illustrate why. So, when the husband gave a wife a ring in the shape of a bird's nest on their silver anniversary and said, Hashem should have mercy on her too, she grew irate and said all she wants from him is a little year shamayim, and then made him translate the psukim of the chet Egel as a form of kapar, which reminds us. The more explains why certain partials of the Torah we read and translate, and other ones we do not translate. The first narration of the chet Egel may be read and translated. One might have thought we should be concerned about the honor of Yisrael. However, we translate it anyways, the havyuluhu kapar, because it will be kapar for them. So the sim is a military coup. So here goes. The soldiers taking part in the military coup. Coup? That must be more Chavav. The soldiers taking part in the military coup who surrounded the shul in the city to prevent its sale. Which reminds us, a shul can be sold to purchase an arm based on we ascend in coach matters, but we do not descend. But this only applies to a countryside shul. A shul belonging to the city may not be sold since people from outside the city come to it. The residents of the city have no right to sell it because it belongs to the general public. So the soldiers taking part in the military coup who surrounded the shul in the city to prevent its sale stayed overnight for free in Yerushalayim, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a Malchok as whether Nishalki Yerushalayim was Shvatim, whether Yerushalayim was a portion of the Shvatim. After the Gemara brings a Brisa to support the view that it was a portion of the Shvatim, based on how the temple area was divided among the tribes of Yehuda and Binyamin, it brings up rice that supports the view that it was not a portion of the Shvatim, which states, one may not rent out houses in Yerushalayim if Neshe'en and Shalahan, because the houses are not theirs, but they belong to the greater public. Rather, they had to let the Oirogalim stay there for free. But Yezer Bar Tzadik said, Aflomitos, they may also not rent out beds. So, the soldiers taking part in the military coup who surrounded the shul in the city to prevent its sale, stayed overnight for free in Yerushalayim by hosts that lived next to the town Geniza for Tashmiche Kedusha. Which reminds us, 
It was taught in a bright that Tashmishe mitzvah nizrakin, objects used for doing a mitzvah, such as a sukkah, of shofar, and tzitzis, may be discarded since they do not have kedush after their use. Tashmishe kedush nignazim, but objects which are accessories to kadush items, such as sacks for sacred books, tefillin and mezuzahs, a tikshul sefer Torah, and a case for tefillin and their straps, must be put in a geniza. Dav Chavzayin, so the sim Dav Chavzayin is a kazoo. So here goes. The child who brought his kazoos, kazoos, that must be one of Chavzayin. The child who brought his kazoos with Torah emblems to shul, placing one on top of another, which reminds us, the question was asked, what's the luck in regard to selling an old Sefer Torah in order to buy a new one? Do we say that since one is not using the money to purchase something with more Kedusha, it's forbidden? Or do we say that since it's not possible to purchase something with more Kedusha other than a Sefer Torah, it's permitted? The Gemara attempts several answers, and the third answer brings a price that states, Manichin Sefer Torah al Torah, one may place a Sefer Torah on top of another Torah. So since it's permitted to place one Sefer Torah on top of another, it must be permitted as well to sell one Sefer Torah for another one. The Gemara rejects this proof, explaining that this case is different, since it may be permitted to do so because there was no other place to put the Sefer Torah. So, the child who brought his kazoos with Torah emblems to shul, placing one on top of another, was surprised when his father told him the town sold him the shul, so he could dive in there privately. Which reminds us of the next mission states where Mary says that people in a town may not sell a public shul to an individual because they bring down its level of kadusha. The Chami said to him, If so, then it should not be permitted to sell a shul from a large city to a small city. So the child who brought his kazoos with Torah emblems to shul, placing one on top of another, was surprised when his father told him the town sold him the shul, so he could dove in there privately, and threw in 300 barrels of wine with a note he should be zoked to live long and enjoy his son's kazooing. Which reminds us, Rabbi Zak explained to his Talmud that one of the reasons he was zoha to a long life was I never neglected to say Kiddush on Shabbos day over wine. He shared that one time he did not have enough money to buy wine and his elderly mother sold the veil she would wear on her head to buy the wine for Kiddush. When she died, she left him a Yerusha of 300 barrels of wine. And when Rabbi Zaka passed away, he left his children 3,000 barrels of wine. All right, that concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.